That's fair. I guess everything's okay, though. Get your points. It's just a Murphy's Irish stout. Kelly Bell. Hi, B. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. With us as always, Sean Mr. Sean Fall. I am Joey Bonnier, special guest Kelly Ridgway, and the man with no plan, Sean <laughs> O'Brien. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorites. It was forced. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. What's fair is foul. What's foul is fair. You quote you quote Macbeth a lot, sir. Do you know that? Um, please, please, please understand that any knowledge that I have of Shakespeare comes ancillarily from television and movies. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Never once have I cracked that. Not tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, to be or not to be, just kind of okay. All so the world's you, a you stage. Just accidentally. Okay, there you go again. What's that from? <laughs> Um, I don't know, Hamtown? Nope. Mm. Macbeth? Joey? Nope. Mm. Joey? I don't know. He's All like, the world's I a stage. I did hear Mel Gibson correctly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that Polonius dude. Where are you? Sun Valley? <laughs> um, no, that was As You Like It. Jayquees. That's a thing? Yeah. Wow. As you like it. It's all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely really players in it. They have their entrances and their exits. And each man, his time, plays many parts. At first, the infant. No, I'm not going to do the whole thing. But I do know the whole thing. Sounds like Jeff Zucker describing CNN. <laughs> it's just a long-winded say- way of saying you're all extras in the movie of my life. Anyway, I have books. <laughs> I, I actually was thinking about that, by the way, today. You can continue with your books, but because... <laughs> your little books over yeah, there. Yeah, do your book I, uh, I was thinking of my horse, my horse, my kingdom for a horse. Mm. Sure. And I realized that, yeah. Water, 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 water. from? I didn't know at first. It's from yeah, Richard. Yeah, you do. I looked it up. Richard III. You got it. Oh, I thought it was History That's of the World Part line. 1. <laughs> but it's, it's King That's Richard. Richard III's last line. Oh, okay. Wow, really? That's yeah. it, like before he dies or something? Yeah. Then what's water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink? That is from Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Oh, not even close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a fun game. <laughs> Nerd alert. We just say random quotes and hope Sean O'Brien you says certainly Shakespeare. We couldn't. played that game in the car. <laughs> what, doesn't Sean they, know? No, they have a list. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck yes. you. Fuck you. That's just daily life. But <laughs> no, there's this list. It was of 30 first lines Aww. of... Um, you know, novels, like novels, literature, basically, ah. and they give you the first line, and you have to, you have to say what book it's from and who mm. it, and what the who the author is. He fucking killed it. That makes I'm sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's. He hasn't even read all the books. He's just <laughs> no. like knows who wrote all of them, and he's like, well, yeah, it's gonna be this one. And I was like, what? If that's all his right. Jeopardy I've category, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like he would kill if he was like half of Jeopardy. Yeah, like yeah. if he had. <laughs> He needs all like right. the whole nerdy. All right, all right. I can't with this. I cannot with <laughs> half this. Of Jeopardy. Any longer, this needs to stop. Welcome this is... to oh, half Sean O'Brien's here. I am as uncomfortable as Sean Fies when you give him any compliment ever. <laughs> I have with me uh, Marjorie Garber's Shakespeare. After all, Jesus Christ. I have with me um, Harold Bloom's Shakespeare: The Invention of the Human. 
do you just like have a Shakespeare stack in your back mm-hmm. pocket in case I start talking about Shakespeare accidentally? <laughs> only when I have the Sensing Arden, a trend. Jesus. Only when I have the Arden Shakespeare's Julius Caesar after mm-hmm. all this like oh, crazy geez. like stuff going on. Oh wow, I forgot mm-hmm. that you are you're like the bookmobile guy. Yeah. I forgot that's like a really great reference for you. It's just a thing. Mm. You know, you know. Speaking of that, uh, the Julius Caesar thing, I do have to take a little tangent here. So, um, my understanding is that uh, y- you were working on something very similar in that vein. Is that n- not correct? Uh, I don't know how to answer that. Okay. I-, I wrote an entire Shakespearean play, but five it, acts. It wasn't specifically uh, Caesar. It he wasn't was no, satirizing. Oh, okay. any yeah, I origin- It's yeah. an original work. It's it's one of the uh, Weird L in the style of rather than a parody. I, I really don't have an answer. <laughs> it, 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 in the same way that all of the histories of Shakespeare, Julius Caesar is not really a history, oh. strictly speaking. Yeah, it yeah. is and it isn't. It's kind of weird. It's like the Bible. based on a true story. Kind of, yeah. But 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 that's not to say that the Henriad, which is like, you know, so Richard II, Richard III, right? Richard II, Henry IV, one and two, Henry V, Henry VI, one, two, and fucking three, and Richard III, that whole big, like, collection. Charlie Wong, Charlie Chang, Charlie fucking Chant. Was effectively the equivalent of blockbusters in Shakespearean's day. Mm. Those were histories. Those were histories from, like, you know, I, I guess what, 14, or I can't remember Richard II, 14. Yeah, that makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. 14, 14 something to, to like, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Um, to, to Richard III, which is, you know, again, late 1400s. Yeah. Um, that whole War of the Roses, th- uh, yeah, War yeah. of the Roses, uh, and then the, the precursor of that were histories. Danny DeVito movie? I don't know how to answer that question, <laughs> but I want to just say Renaissance Man, which is somehow a re- reference to Hamlet. But totally. Over Danny DeVito yeah. anyway. Wow, you did get the reference at least. It was. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, 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 that's what my Shakespearean play was, which was basically the run to the election. And, and it will be three parts eventually. Part one was the history of Donald Trump, um, with a PF, um, just yeah. the election, the run up to the election. So yeah, <clears throat> the actual title is something like, um, the history of Donald Trump, the tragedy, the first part of the tragedy of Donald Trump. Mm. Um, in wi- uh, uh, including the fall of the good Secretary Hillary Rodham Clinton. Gotcha. The second part will be something like the, the, the history of Donald Trump, the second part of the tragedy of Donald Trump with the fall and redemption of the good Sir Comey. The third part will probably be something that has, yet to, uh, be seen, that has okay. not been written yet. The third part will finally be like the, <laughs> it has the yet history to of Donald Trump. As well. <laughs> the third part of the tragedy of Donald Trump with the fall of America and the rise of the good uh, Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something, some bullshit. The Pope's going to save us? Anyway, I have uh, 1984 by George Orwell. Mm. I have a law dictionary. <laughs> I have the Constitution of the United States of America. Oh. I have Mason and Dixon by Thomas Pynchon. <laughs> I have Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf. I also have The Hours by Michael Cunningham. I have Less Than Zero by... Um, didn't we do less than zero? No, I don't think so. I think but we also knows. did Mason and Dixon. We so. definitely didn't do less than zero, and we have not done less than, than less. You guys don't know anything. We have, however, well, done true. the world according to Garp a little bit, but I promised I was going to do more. Sha, right. Boner, you were asleep at the time. Um, I also have uh, Ernest day. Hemingway's The Old Man on the Sea, and I have Don DeLillo's. There White was noise. a man 
and he was fishing, and he caught the fish. The last book was uh, <laughs> The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck, but I ju- it just occurred to me that we read that last mm. time. So Anyway, so uh, here we go. Anything sticking out at anybody? Oh, Kelly Bell, you can never see. I don't know how to structure this. It's okay. I don't care. (laughs) I don't read them, so you can. (laughs) It's very appropriate. (laughs) She's just saying what we all feel. Yeah. It was the best embodiment of this whole show. That was really funny. I've seen your bookshelf. I know. It's it's embarrassing. She knows the depths of his disgusting disease. Yeah. God, it's terrifying. I didn't yeah. even read that much. I started reading Inherent Jest today. Inherent Jest? <laughs> Fuck me. I was going to say Inherent Vice. <laughs> Infinite Jest. Miami Vice. Is happening to me. Hold on, guys. This is really I interesting. I drink way too much This is the first today. time where I can't see Sean O'Brien across the table <gasps> because the, the book stack is that high. Mm. It's become, I can't see his eyes if I just look straight on. The you guys are going to talk stack. about this? I'm going to go get another drink and you guys can just like tell me what we're drinking. Jesus Christ. This is yeah, the largest stack I've seen in a long well, time. Well, I think Julius Caesar because of the I was thinking stupid too. people that uh, are like pissed off at the Shakespeare company. I guess it is the most timely. As much as I'd hate to fucking indulge his Shakespearean fetish or whatever that is. Um. Or the old man in the sea because of the <laughs> South Park reference. <laughs> He's a fish. He catch the fish. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to vote for the, the Cesar. Cesar Chavez. Cesar? Okay. Um, I forget. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a lighter? Um, yeah. Do you Why? mind if I open it with this lighter? Go for it. Such as his frat boy tricks. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it's I just, didn't. Just showing off. All right. Relax. It's a twist off. He just wanted to be cool. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's a nooner pilsner. I bet this is one of fucking boner. Or uh, not boner. Uh, That's got to be a wheel. Wheelers. Wheelers is what I meant to say. Or possibly a, uh, a Derek Caesar. leftover. So, Caesar. Mm-hmm. As a precursor, do you mean to read any of the other like lineups of this? I have the two Shakespeare things, which really have an interesting kind of take on Julius Caesar in general. I also have the Arden Shakespeare, okay. which is we can't stop you. Yeah, like you're 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 talking like we have opinions. Yes, yeah, you that do what matter. you want. I do do what I want. Shava. Yeah, say it. Steal my shtick? No, you're supposed to say... Respect my authority? You're supposed to say... Well, do what I want! Do-do. Oh. oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Deep state! Deep state! I don't know what that is. I don't know how to break this down. This is fun. What did you guys think of the whole Julius Caesar thing, first off? Let's just start there. You're talking about the, the newsworthiness? Yeah, the news, the newsness of that whole thing. It's not mm. news. People have been putting, <laughs> like... People have been satirizing it with other figures that playing Julius Caesar for a long time. Now that it's Donald Trump, it's like taking on a new thing. I mean, I don't, it's the same thing. I think it's it's just people are freaking out. I think it's just fun for Republicans to accuse liberals of what they're always accused of. The the sort of inciting violence and the, the, you know, being dangerous with their words and whatnot, especially in the wake of the the shooting that happened at the the Republican baseball practice thing. Like, it is more of a a time thing, I think. And I think it's part of that that news cycle thing that happens as well. And it's a thing where people don't know what Julius Caesar is about. Very true, too. Because Caesar is beloved by all, which is not really the case, let's be honest. And it's about the fall of the people that Shit fucking killed after him. Put, yeah. 
and how like shitty those people are. So it's like mm-hmm. it's redemption for him. So and again, Mr. O'Brien, I only know these things because of synopses of other people Don't telling me these me. things. <laughs> I, you I, said, I, Mr. Fogg, <laughs> you said it's a time thing, correct? So let me let me read oh, to you Jesus guys Christ. from Act Two, Scene One, uh, starting from line one eighty four. Okay, mm-hmm. Brutus. Alas, good Cassius, do not think of him. <laughs> no, relax. It's going to be fine. If he loves Caesar, all he can do is to himself take thought and die for Caesar. And that where much he should. For he is given to sports, to wildness, and much company. <laughs> Therbonius says, there is no fear in him. Let him not die, for he will live and laugh at this hereafter. Right afterwards, Kelly Bell, read what that line says. Clock strikes. A clock strikes right there, right? Around 194, line 194 in uh, Act 2, Scene 1. A clock strikes. Why is that weird in Julius Caesar? Because they didn't have clocks then. Yeah. Or mechanical clocks were right. like not supposed a lot of to have people been have, really A lot of people have read that as kind of a mistake where they're like, oh, you know, it's... it's, uh, it's A weird it's, translation Yeah, or it's something. like a thing or whatever. Or whatever. No, no, it's, it's in the original I mean, kind of like quarto. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, there, <laughs> a clock striking in ancient Rome would be a very strange thing. Yeah. But just because it's there and just because it's, it's out of place doesn't make it a mistake. Because yeah. here's the reality Are you bringing me into uh, ancient aliens here? Because I can... Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> not even sort of... Can I make a guess? Can I make a guess what it is? Sure. I think it's kind of like a record scratch. It's like, it's, yeah, it's not like actually saying specifically. It's just no. saying like, all right, this is what, like a clock no. strikes. No, no, okay. no, they, no, 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 no. They have what been it, recently finding mechanical mechanisms from before we if thought. You wa- no, 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 no. If, <laughs> if you want to really talk about what it actually means, from Shakespeare's perspective, yeah, yeah. I don't mean whether or not there actually yeah, yeah. was a fucking clock nation room. We all know there wasn't. Of course. The fact that there wasn't. We don't know that. Relax. <laughs> no, they have these like weird mechanisms that All are right. like. Yeah, I can't. I can't All with right, this. Man. It's, it's the, clock, the clock striking is a strange artistic bending of space time with respect to the fact that this thing will happen again and again and again. The idea of the mob sort of overtaking. And kind of overthrowing a government in such a way that all of a sudden the tyranny itself is overshadowed. The idea that tyranny itself will always rise. It will always be a constant struggle between what is right and what is good. Between what is... I'm sorry, are you saying that clock has a, uh, a mean, the word clock means something in English before we invented no. the device that what we I'm currently refer to What I'm to saying is the idea of Shakespeare writing that a clock strikes mm-hmm. in ancient Rome from the 1500s, or, well, you know, uh, this may have been 1600, I'm pretty sure it was 1599. After clocks were invented. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there were <laughs> clocks in, you so know, So he's applying his time. terminology to precisely, that time. Precisely, precisely. He's simply metaphor, saying, right? Isn't it it's a, a, exactly, yeah. it's a metaphor for saying, look. What's a metaphor? In our Elizabethan times, a meta is for saying exactly what Shakespeare's expressing, which is that these themes are timeless. It's open and to whether or not it's Obama being assassinated or Hillary Clinton in a white pantsuit being assassinated last year, by the way, in a production Wait, of Julius Caesar. Yes, a woman oh. in a white pantsuit. Yeah, they, no, they no, had that's a Julius- whole other conspiracy theory that Hillary <laughs> has been replaced with a different Hillary, and this is like version three. But I can't anyway. with this. I can't with this. <laughs> like Paul McCartney since exactly. 1599, <laughs> this play has been reproduced again and again and again because Shakespeare doesn't fucking take 
sides. Brutus is in many ways Hamlet. And this was written right before Hamlet, by the way. Brutus has never taken sides. He is always sort of torn between these two ideals. And to suggest the I fact that— I thought he was like, always going for olive oil. That's good. To suggest the fact that, like, that just because, you know, it was Trump that was assassinated, it's like a political statement, sure, it totally may have been. And um, I have no doubt, by the way, that the producers of this play understood what they were doing as a whole and, and recognized even to the extent that this clock, this, like, silly, minuscule part that I'm talking about within the play had just as much resonance as a figure representing Trump being assassinated and the figure of the mob coming after him had behind this, regardless of their historical understanding or conservative radio or fucking liberals, you know, uproar. That clock in and of itself is the best representation, the best ex example of what I can talk about as far as why Shakespeare is important to understand, period. And it is in a weird sense, timeless. And I guess that's my whole point. To completely shit on that point, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> Greeks had water clocks in the third century. They don't strike. Which clock? Which, like, chimed? Yeah. Chimed? They chimed? because yeah, this one has a little picture of a compartment that, like, fills up with enough water. And so, like, it fills up with a specific amount of water in an hour. And that amount of water causes the rotation, or that, like, little fin to flip over. And so that will trigger some sort of mechanism that hits a bell. Does it sound like this? Thank you for listening to another episode of Literally Literary. Remember to follow us at Politinkering on the Twitters there. You can also follow us at uh, www.josephbonnier at w.com. You can also follow uh, Sean, Sean Faw at uh, at Sean W text B4 with a 4 and a B. Eric calling. the Wheelman. <laughs> And uh, head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and you can also uh, tell a friend if you like, and uh, write us a review because it helps us find other listeners. And if you love us, hey, guess what? I love your faces too. You're the prettiest thing I've ever seen, next to uh, the beautiful Kelly Bell over thief. there. Bye. Bye. Bye.